But in the meantime, we're playing favourites now this hour with a multi-talented wahine, to say the least, singer-songwriter, TV and radio star Anika Moa. She's been a ubiquitous part of the cultural scene for decades and more recently has branched out into TV and radio presenting with the likes of Unleashed on TVNZ. She was a judge on The Masked Singer and also a series for RNZ dropping early next year called It's Personal. Uh, I caught up with Anika Moa and asked her how she's doing. Um, I'm okay. I'm at the, you know, it's the end of the year kind of haul mm. where you just have to wake up and do it, get the get the, the presents, get the kids to school, get mm. them to prize givings and Christmas mm-hmm. parties and buy things and make things. So and generally speaking, I'm absolutely exhausted. Mm. Because you are a singer, a songwriter, a TV presenter, a radio host, New Zealand's best interviewer, a children's oh. author, mama, a dog mama. So what can't you do? Well, I can mow lawns now because I bought a lawnmower. Um, oh. I don't think I am the best interviewer, Susie. Because no, I I've think seen that, that written title... that you are New Zealand's best interviewer. Yeah, but it's only the spin-off. Still, what can't you do, though? Uh, I, um, well, there's so much I can't do. Um, but I do, um, I do like doing a lot of things, but I have slowed down a lot this year because of my health and because I am... You know how people, have you ever been through this? Because I know that you've had some health um, issues, Susie. Have Hmm. you been through depression that follows those health issues? Yeah, uh, it's sort of like a grief almost. Yes, so I'm going through, a, a lot of people talk about, they went through depression and now they're out the other side. I'm deep in the heart of it. So I am on uh, antidepressants, ADHD medication, mm-hmm. and I'm trialing a few different things because some of them just make you feel a little bit wild and crazy. Mm. Um, so I'm an, in depression and I'm, I've decided to speak out about it because I don't want to waste a day lying to myself. What if do you that mean, makes sense? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people go through things and then tell them people their stories. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still working, I'm still writing this story, so I'm I'm deep in the in the bowels and the pits of depression. And it's not nice, but you have glimmers of, of beautiful moments with your kids. Um, mm. You know, uh, you doing my podcast for RNZ has helped. Um, walking my dogs has helped. Buying a lawnmower has helped because you're so – I'm like I'm like to my ex-partner, you want – I can come over and help you mow the lawns. And they're like, yeah, 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 come on, come on. So, yeah, it's a simple joys in life. It is the simple joys in life. But how did you figure out that you were having depression and how did you go about getting help? Um, I, I think I started getting depression when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes because it's like, is my life over now? I think so, but it's not, obviously, hmm. and I've got a handle on it now. It's that I think that the hope of living a long life, <laughs> this is deep, disappeared overnight because I was in hospital and I thought, yeah, it was. it's quite dramatic, but it, it, is, it is hard to grieve a longer life that you thought you'd have, but you can actually live a long life with type 1 diabetes, but I didn't think that at the time. Mm. But as you go through this diabetic surge of emotions and hormones and insulin, I've just, it just took me down. It's, yeah, I, I grieve, I cry a lot. Uh, and my actual my partners helped me, you know, get myself up to the surface, and mm. and and they've um, helped me 
you know, see therapists and psychiatrists and, yeah. And, and I, it's hard, though. It's you've got to hard. work through it, though, and you've got to kind of sit with it, which is the really yeah. difficult, uncomfortable bit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I'm not good at sitting, so <laughs> I'm good at running away. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of running away from my thoughts and feelings, which isn't good. Are you actually physically running as well? Because I, I read no. that that's a thing you're doing. Is that a thing you're doing? <laughs> no, because when you get depression, you stop running. Oh. <laughs> I ran for two years and did half marathons and was obsessed yeah. with it. And then I just gave up when I was diagnosed because every time I ran, my sugars would run low and I'd have a hypos. So it's like, oh, well. But I'm oh. going to get back into it again, I promise. I was going to say there are ways of doing oh, totally. this, I think, aren't there? Yeah, Not yeah. that I know about them, yeah. but yeah. Um, I... Um, have been I've been having coffee dates with Guy in Espinar because he's type one too, mm-hmm. and he's a runner. He he can do it. He is. But yeah. the only problem is, is um, I always think oh, I've got heaps of kids, and when do I when am I going to find the time to run? <laughs> oh, excuses. Well, excuses, but also you need to have a level of. You need to feel like you've got a grip on all the bits of your life, otherwise it'll all fall over. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad, Anika, that you have come on our last uh, Saturday morning um, of the year, and that we've got so deep so quickly. Yeah, I don't muck around, and um, yeah. you know, I love RNZ, and I love what I don't know. I, I think I love what you guys stand for, and um, I love hearing your voice. Oh, you've got a really beautiful voice. Thank you. I'm not hitting really on kind. you, Susie. I promise. You, why not? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is turned off, but really quickly. <laughs> Should we play a song? Yes. Let's play a song. Okay. Okay, okay so um, your first song that you've chosen is Politician. Need I say more? Pale, 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 politician. Can you make a right decision for all of us? For all of us. Pale, 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 politician. Can you make a right decision for all of us? Yeah, for all of us. Pale, 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 politician. Can you make a right decision for all of us? Yeah. Come from. 
bring us comfort Pale, 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 politician Can you make a right decision For all of us For all of us Pale, 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 politician Can you make a right decision So that's Politician by Cora. Why did you choose that one then? Um, well, Do you think they will bring us comfort? <laughs> will they make the right decision for all of us? Do you want to know the tr- my, my truth? Um, no, they won't. No, I, I don't believe in this government. And um, I... Uh, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. Um, but I am Māori. And I fuck a papa back to mm. Ngapuhi, and um, I am feeling a little bit, um, well, pissed off really, because um, you know David Seymour and Winston Peters are trying to, and Chris Luxon, I feel, are trying to take away our mana and our reo and uh, anything to do with Maori, uh, and I think it's, um, I don't know, I just, it's just wrong. And I want to help fight to to reclaim our real, our language, our heritage, our culture mm. as much as I can. What do you think about some of the other aspects as well, like um, the teaching around gender and sexuality in schools that may change? Oh, um, I think that they're taking a, a huge leap backwards. And... Uh, 
that's unpacking a whole. That's that's you know a question that I could answer over over three days. Um, <laughs> I personally believe that it's backwards thinking. We are, uh, want to be a progressive country with things like that, and we need to support our trans youth, our trans people, our they, them's, she, him's, non-binary, whatever. We have to talk all them. We mm. have to make sure they know they're a human being and they are loved. It seems reasonable when they are human beings. Yeah, but a, a lot of people don't believe that and don't believe that they are what they say and a lot of people are scared of what they don't know. And I suppose also, is it any of my business? Absolutely. What someone else thinks Absolutely. of themselves. Yeah, we just need to totoko and and love everyone and I mean I don't love Christopher Luxon but I I will love him if he just tries his best to totoko us <laughs> this is this is hardcore for a morning eh I but know sorry 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 I just have to I know but you know I suppose this is the thing um we were talking about how you do all sorts of amazing things and are lots of different things to lots of different people and you talked about your kids. But I did a bit of Instagram stalking the other day <laughs> of you because that's yeah. my job. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm, well, you know, maybe. Um, and I was looking at all of the pictures of your beautiful dogs. <laughs> yeah. As well as your beautiful children. But the you, dogs, do, though, I didn't know about your dogs. Do you like dogs? I love dogs. Okay. I have a dog that looks a little bit like your black dog. Fiddy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so my black dog is a cavoodle and his name's Fiddy Scent. Uh, <laughs> I named him before I got him, which was a stupid move because he's nothing like Fiddy Scent. <laughs> he's more like, um, like Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I've got another uh, oh, Shih Tzu called Uffy. Mm-hmm. And um, but I've had other dogs as well. I'm quite famous for getting a dog and then not agreeing with its personality and giving it away to someone who has the same personality as that dog. And I'm teased by my brother about it. Um, but I love dogs. Are you giving either of these ones away? No, no. I I wanted to about a year ago. Oh. Um, just the white one because um, he was annoying and weeing inside. But no, I love them now. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They're so healing, uh, except for when they poo or wee inside. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel the pain <laughs> on that one. Um, now, we're going to listen to another song. And this yes. is one that you say you find it so inspiring and what the best voice you've ever heard. Oh, easily. Um, yeah, this is a singer from America. Her name's Yebba, Y-E-B-B-A. Uh, and this song, when I heard it, I just I did the Instagram dive like you did with mine and I just I've heard everything she's done she's incredible and she's got a really interesting life her mum actually um, uh, committed suicide when she was little Um, so she's been living off that trauma or living with that trauma should I say for a long time and I think that trauma comes out in her voice Mm. I think her voice is angelic and beautiful this is Evergreen by Yabba I kissed my penny and I threw it in I prayed I'd keep my soul Went down to the river where the water bends The only place I
And that's Evergreen oh. by Yebba. So Gorgeous. Good. I was just sitting there trying to mimic all her beautiful runs. It reminds <laughs> me of my mum because we were brought up on Chaka Khan and Ruby Turner mm. and, and just that, that, those voices are so beautiful. Interesting too that you were talking about um, the trauma that she has experienced in her life. And I know that that's something also that you have and do sit with. And I wonder how much that has a relationship for you with humour. <laughs> yes. So I, I learnt... Uh, we, we, I come from a poor poor part of Christchurch. I think it's not a, a poor area anymore, but Hornby Christchurch. Grew up poor, mum's on the benefit, six kids, solo parent, you know, lo- lots of racism in Christchurch. Um what was your question again? Sorry, the humour and that kind oh, of yes. is that is that are they two sides of of the same coin? The, yeah, well, you deal with um, trauma or traumatic events with that, this is how I deal with it with humour. Um, there's always a funny side to something, and and it, it can be morbid, but then it can be funny for me because that's how I channel my trauma or pain. Um, and I've always been like that, but I <laughs> when I first came onto the music scene, it's almost like the record company were like, don't be funny or don't have a voice or don't carry. Really? Yeah, it was. And, and I was I was doing these video clips. It was so serious. And all I wanted to do was take the piss out of myself, basically. And so people like confused when they meet me. They're like, oh, you're really you're funny and you're quite, <laughs> you know, energetic. But mm. in your videos, you look so forlorn and, and walking down, touching bushes with your hands and singing about love and loss, you know. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of sides to a human being, you know. I I love being funny. I love entertaining people and I love telling rude jokes. I went to see Era's, um, the Taylor Swift concert movie a couple of weeks ago with my daughter and she oh, I was going to say, you know, did you go by yourself? Well, you know, tempting. You had you to know. have an excuse, right? Or a I haven't reason. said how many times I've gone back since, though, have I? <laughs> um, but Taylor Swift, so she's time person of the year and I thought her interview was really interesting where she was saying the music industry throws you out at 29 mm-hmm. and so she has to keep, she, that's why she's kind of reinvented herself on every album yeah. and I thought, I want to ask Anika about this. You know, what is it like to be and to live and to work inside the music industry with all those different competing interests? Uh, it's quite, it's almost like you, you can't have a voice. You can't be who you really are because they will mould you into whatever they want you to be. Uh, I chucked myself out of the music industry because I I was had it with them, with being told how to feel, what to do, what to say, what not to say. I say whatever I like now because mm. that's my personality. Uh, I can see the younger generation being trapped in the music industry and you've got to get out. You've got to do what you love, um, which for me was my bubba's music, and mm. just forge your own path because no one else can do it for you. Record companies can't save the day. They can't mm. make my life any better I make my own life better, mm. but by doing what I want to do with my TV shows, with podcasts, with um, my Bubba's music, or even my adult music. When you feel shackled, when you feel controlled, it's not a nice feeling. It's also, I guess, well, not I guess, it is super poignant as well, because, of course, it's not many months since Sinead O'Connor died, which yeah. I was reminded of when I was doing my Instagram stalking of you, and sort of came across that, and I thought, you know, gosh, here we are with these, you know, extraordinary, like tough 
women who have done it so hard. And yeah. I sort of feel like history is going to look back on them in a very different way. Yeah, they, they've had to do it tough. And I was just talking with this about this exact situation with Tammy Nielsen. Um, because as a woman with a voice, you get the you know people go oh she's hard to work with oh she's difficult oh she's she's moody oh she's crazy I had that growing up mm. I had all those things oh she's no don't work with her she's, she's lippy diff- she's difficult not difficult di- yeah but it's not the truth the truth is I'm me I mm. have a, a, a voice and an opinion and Sinead O'Connor was one of my idols because she didn't conform and mm. she lost a lot of money. She lost a lot of her brain cells because she was turfed out mm. by the industry that created her. They turfed her out. And I just, it's it's disgusting. But mm. she's, her voice is so good. I love her. Her voice I is. I should have chosen one of her songs. <laughs> That's okay. Hmm. You've got, I have to say, your, your song choices when they came through were, I, I was so... I was so happy and I was so excited. And Aww. actually, we're going to play another one now because tell me about Troy Kingy and All Your Ships Have Sailed. I just love the bass line. It's just like... Mm. Dun, 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 dun. And that bass line gets me... His, his, I feel pain in his voice when he's singing this song and mm. I don't know why. And But it's such a groovy number and I swear it's just so brilliantly written painful mummy and from the heart it's yeah listen to that baseline though Since 
That is Troy Kingy and all your ships have sailed. You're listening to Saturday Morning on RNZ National. Susie Ferguson with you this morning and we're playing favourites with Anika Moa. Why did you stop doing breakfast radio? Uh, do you miss it? Do you miss that alarm call? <laughs> uh, I stopped doing breakfast radio because I was struggling to... Um, parent and work at the same time because I'm a solo parent mm-hmm. um, yeah I had a few it was too hard it's, I don't want to get up at four I want to I want to go <laughs> Why to, not though it's I want to go to work time at, of the day well I used it? to do the drive show and I used to go to work at 1 30 p.m yeah so I'd get all morning with my kids so give me a drive show and I'll do that go on yeah go yeah. on yeah yeah you miss about really? it though? Uh, I miss working with Stacey and Mike. I, I yeah. loved our. Ooh, we were just so off air. We were just so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like. You turn the microphone off and you 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 let rip. Yeah. And she taught me a lot. Uh, you know, she, every time I brought in a sentence in Te Reo Māori or spoken to Te Reo Māori, I'd get. You know, she'd be like, Carl, this is the correct way to say it. And I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Wish I got taught that as good. <laughs> yeah, what is it like going on that journey, that te reo journey for you? Um, it's hard mm. because you are shamed, you're embarrassed. Uh, you just want to know how to speak your own language. And I can't do um, year courses where you do Thursday night from six to Mm. nine, which I did, and I dropped out after three months, because I can't sit there and concentrate. I'm a practical learner, Mm. so I need to be on a marae doing a wānanga for, Mm -hmm. you know, three or four days. Uh, And it's just, I'm just, my granddad, he passed away at 66, and he only spoke to Reo Māori. He, he was brought up in that world where um, you weren't allowed to speak it, but he, that's all he knew. So he used to get, you know, the strap at school up north. Mm. And when I first met him when I was 13, he could barely talk to me in English, which I found so weird coming from Christchurch. Wow. He said to me one night, because I was real, I'm always been keen to, to be in my real. <laughs> he said to me one night, Monique, Monique. Because he used to call me Monique for some weird reason. <laughs> I'm going to teach you your, your uh, pepeha, your whakapapa. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. So I got a pen and paper. He was like, oh, Carl, <laughs> you're not writing this down, eh? Mm. And uh, so I, he was like, you memorise it. And I was like, Pfft. I was like, I can't memorise any. I was just like listening to this amazing kōrero from my, my granddad, Totoru mm. Moa. And I forgot everything. So... And then he died. So it's like, I, you know, I, I wish I could have just written a bit of it down so I could memorise it, you know. 
put it in a song. They don't remember it, eh? <laughs> Memorize this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should maybe talk about the ADHD in that case now. It's kind of interesting that you talk about not being able to kind of sit and, uh, you know, and and learn because it's got to be practical. Yeah. How did you get diagnosed? Oh, well, it was pretty obvious that I had ADHD my whole life. My brother's got it. And um, I was, uh, when I went to school, I could not do maths. I couldn't Mm -hmm. do science. I could not sit still. So the subjects that I excelled in were Māori because it was practical based mm-hmm. sports and mm-hmm. music because I can move around write music uh, so every other subject I failed I made it to seventh form did bursary all that kind of stuff but only the subjects I could practically do mm. um, so I've been like that my whole life full steam go 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 talk 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 b b b and and then I yeah, I just thought I was having, you know, seen a therapist and they were like, uh, I think you need to go on some pills to focus. Mm. I said, ah, boring, boring, boring. boring. But, mm. you know, now that I have pills, like, so this interview, I would not last 20 minutes. But because I've had my, my second pill for the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> I managed to hyper focus on you, Susie Ferguson. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's a bit of a journey. As with so many things, I suppose, but trying to work out the the right medication for yeah. you yeah, that's can hard. be quite tricky. And, you know, that's your life that you're having to, to sort of constantly find that, that right balance. Yeah, and I'm really grateful that we have medication for mm. ADHD. And I know a lot of people go, oh, another one who's diagnosed, because <laughs> everyone got diagnosed in 2020. So yeah, we all did, because we had to slow down and listen to our brains. So, mm. and there's no, it's not dr- dramatising my life, it's just ADHD. I don't feel like it's, it's like needing to wear glasses or mm. needing an, a hearing aid. It's just something that you need to do, take your pills. Yeah. Some people don't have pills, kapai. It's, you know, choice. Mm. But I work better on pills. I can listen I can sit still with my kids and play a card game with them instead of rushing around. I can find the the, the strength to go to a prize giving of my kids. So everything I do is for my kids and then my mahi. So I've been working on a podcast. If I didn't have the the meds that I'm on, I wouldn't be able to focus Mm. properly. And I remember when I did my Unleashed show, I've done three or I can't remember how many episodes, but... Mm. That'd all be like, okay, she's turning up late, she's doing an interview with whoever, mm. and then she's off. She, no time for goodbyes. I'm like, Phew, because I'm constantly on the go. Mm. But it just, I can sit down and enjoy a meal without needing to do 15 things. <laughs> it's, it's a relief. And my kids probably think it's a relief too. It must be exhausting with all the things that you do and all the different places and all the all the things you are to all the different people. Yeah, it is exhausting. And if I was rich, I'd buy a batch and and live in that batch. Mm. You know, you like, you know how you got like people from Auckland and and over Christmas they all go to the batch because mm-hmm. they're all rich. I want to be rich like them, pretty much. What's your plan for getting there? Mm. Marrying all black. Oh yeah, yeah. Could I get a job on RNZ? Well, you're doing a podcast for RNZ, though, weren't you? Oh yeah, that's right. Tell me about that. Uh, it's called, uh, it's personal with Anuka Moore. Mm-hmm. And I basically chat with amazingly interesting New Zealanders. When is it coming out? February. Okay. 
That's something to look forward to. <laughs> what, has been, what has been your favourite thing of the year? Because you've been doing loads of stuff. Um, Shall I tell you, actually, my daughter's favourite thing of the year that you did was The Masked Singer. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. We just sit down and try and guess who's under the thingy. Do you actually have to come up with the most ridiculous idea? Or is it genuinely the people you think it is? Um... I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, you are. But it's quite obvious. You are. Come on, it's obvious what you just said. Okay. I'm blinking once for yes and <laughs> twice for no. And how many times did you just blink? <laughs> once. Okay. But you had, I had to think about that for a second. Um, <laughs> um, also, you've been doing Unleashed on TVNZ. Yeah. And was your favourite one the Ashley Bloomfield one? Um, I enjoyed The Wild Twins. Yes, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Sir Ashley Bloomfield. He was very funny. Um, I can't remember who else I interviewed. Oh, oh, no, um, Nick's. Um, oh, Nick's. Yeah, that Nicola. was amazing. She's yeah. she's incredible. I think she's going to be a worldwide actress. She's just got she's just got the star quality. I loved her. Your next song, because we are playing favourites, is one of my favourites as well. Oh. Which is Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. <gasps> is it really? One, is that one of your favourite albums? Look, genu- yeah, genuinely, it's one of my favourites. Um, Why for you? Because she was, because she was just phenomenal. She had the most extraordinary voice. Mm. She was another one that I suspect we will look back on, but well, we already mm-hmm. do look back on, yep. and have a very different perception of how she was treated than went on at the time. I mean, it's so tragic and it's so brilliant. Yeah, I guess she. Um, for me, Back to Black and the, her album um, was it called Black, Back to Black? Yeah, the, the album was called Back to Black. Yeah, and, that's right. But the song you've chosen as well is the title it's Back track. to Black. Um, mm. it, it is a real moment in my life where I was going through my first real breakup, mm-hmm. and I've had many since. Um, but this was so painful. And I thought my heart was going to explode. So I listened to this album, particularly this song, like 50 million times a day. Mm. You know, you're just on repeat, on repeat. And Mm. just the lyrics in this song are so intense and so sad. And, yeah, she's incredible. She was incredible. Is incredible. Mm. Mm. Do you always listen to it? Is it is it one of those time travelling things where oh, you yeah. listen to it and you're immediately back there? You're oh, in the same yeah. place. Yeah, and my my kids are like, oh, she's putting on Amy Winehouse. <laughs> oh, here we go. Some some drama, emotional drama is going to start now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know how your mum's feeling or your parents feeling with, with what music they're putting on? Because my mum also loves Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. and she always cries. <laughs> I loved her because she's got a tattoo, the same tattoo as Amy Winehouse, and. We're big fans. Yeah, big fans. <laughs> Let's have a listen. Back to Black by Amy Winehouse.
Amy Winehouse there, one of Anika Moore's favourites that she is playing with us on Saturday morning today. Um, love is hard. <laughs> Marriage is hard. Yeah. Relationships are hard. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a new lyric for one of your songs? Uh, yeah, because I am a I am a singer songwriter. Are I think you? you'll find, no, no, Love no. is hard. No, no. I um, what is it about love and breakups, and why why do we write so many songs about that? Oh man, that's a that's a big question. All I can say from my um, from my world, I love love. I love. Loving my children, loving mm. my partner, loving people who come to my shows, loving people I interview. I just think it's so brilliant. And with what everything in the world that's happening right now, that if you stop and just tell someone you love them and give them a cuddle, that's just what we all need. And writing about love is so beautiful and romantic and poetic. Um I basically only write about love mm. and, you know, it's just what I do. It's just what I know. And even when I write poems, it's all about love and being in love and lust and whatever else. Mm. Uh, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that everyone needs in their life. And I guess love is one thing, and but relationships and marriage is something else. Do you still believe in marriage? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't actually really believe in marriage, mm. um, but I believe in, in, in loving someone enough to, to want to spend the rest of your life with them or, you know, as much of your life as you can with them mm. and allowing a, a moment that we cherish. But I don't believe in the word marriage or the word, you know, I the, Mine is, goes more deeper than that. I, you know, marriage should just be there if you're mm. in love with someone and want to spend, you know, want to choose in with them mm-hmm. and for them. Choose up for and with them every day. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a tough one, Susie. That's one that you have to have over dinner and wine. And, <laughs> and we have neither of those We things. have neither of those, no. I can't even see you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll pick that one up another time. Yeah, I suppose... Yeah. The thing about, did you always feel like that about marriage? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. But you got married. <laughs> yes. Stop with the questions. That is the point of an interview. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I feel when I first, so I've been married and divorced twice. Okay. Congratulations. There you go. There you go. Thank you. I had to go through a phase in my life where I felt like I'd failed and I hated feeling like that. So my ideas of marriage have changed because I'm trying to make sense of it and 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 getting involved and yeah, it changed because I felt like I failed. So why do we why do we attribute failure to it though? I do find this interesting because like you say marriage is all about that moment I suppose where mm. you go this is the person I want to spend the rest of, li- rest of my life with now that may or may not change but things grow and move and change and become something else and and I find it interesting that we still attribute 
a level of failure if a marriage in quotes doesn't work out. I know. I think that it's. I, I think it's to do with society and mm. and their beliefs. And it, I don't take that on in a, in a te ao Māori way. I think it's a te ao Pākehā mm. belief system. And I was, you know, in te ao Pākehā and uh, feeling like a failure. I don't feel like a failure anymore. I just feel like I'm living my truest, honest life. And some people get married, some people get divorced, and that's just the way it is. Mm. <laughs> now, one of the things that you ask people yeah. in Unleashed yeah. on TVNZ oh is if they have any reg- reg- I can't even say regrets. it. Regrets. Regrets. Is that right? Regrets. Regrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any regrets? <laughs> I can't say it. I sound a bit southland when I say that. Regrets. Yeah, do you have any regrets? Regrets. Um, regrets. What is a regret? I don't know. What is a regret? I don't know. What is a regret? Like, what What, what does it mean? Something that you're sorry something for? You, something or? you rather hadn't happened? Something you rather you hadn't done? So Maybe? But, probably. but so much so that you actually still think about it years later. Yeah. Well, how long have you got? But I don't believe you should have regrets because it, it, what's happened has happened. Hmm. What are you going to do? Go, go into a time machine? And well, I mean, you could beat yourself up about it for the rest of your life. I well, suppose that would be. I think a lot of people you know, do. A functional thing to do, wouldn't it? Mm. A lot of people do. I still think about the time I, <laughs> I was in <laughs> Christmas in the park, and I forgot the words on TV, and I swore, and then, <laughs> and I couldn't. I was like, I don't. My mind just went black, and I still think about it and still cringe. Oh. I still think about moments like that and cringe, but I don't regret them because it's just I was I was working overworked and I hadn't learnt the song properly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's heaps of times I you know wish that I had of not got drunk and t- drunk texted people or you know like get going into their DNs sometimes when mm-hmm. I'm single. Um, yeah, not regrets, but just like foolish moments. <laughs> Let's call them foolish moments. <laughs> What's your biggest regret? I don't. I don't really think regrets are a very helpful thing to have, are they? Oh, and then you ask me, "What's my biggest regret?" That's because you ask people, so I thought I'd ask you. Oh, okay. Um, what do you do for Christmas? Um, I do you like Christmas? Um, oh, I love my like children. No. I love my children. Are you a bit grinchy? And funnily enough, it's my children's favourite movie. Yeah. We watch it most nights. Um, (laughs) I have so many kids to so many ex-partners that I have my own Christmas day. um, And we go to the beach, run the Mm. dogs, have a barbecue, share presents. And then on Christmas day, I get up, clean my house, and I take my dogs for a swim into the beach by myself. Thank you. That sounds amazing. I know. It's it's life-changing. Um, and then I'll shove ham in my face all day. <laughs> <laughs> you have one more track for us? Yes. I'm not going to begin to try and say the name of one of the artists. Kurangbin. It's called... Okay, so this is mm. Kurangbin uh, with Leon Bridges, and it's called Mariala, and it's so gorgeous. I only discovered it a couple of months ago, but apparently all the young, cool people are playing it. Oh. Yeah. Like us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love this band. I love the bass player. I've got to thank for bass players because she's mm. just like so good. Uh, and Leon Bridges, I've only just discovered him. 
and I'm so I feel so foolish for not realizing how brilliant he is. Um, so yeah, this is between this band and Leon Bridges. Merikere mete, Anika Moa. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I love the way you say my name, Anika Moa. Anika Moa. Thank you. You have a good Christmas too. What are you doing for Christmas Day? Um, Beach, dogs. D- yeah, eating, drinking. Yeah. Family. Yeah, far no friends. Thinking about all your regrets. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Down in Texas